0: Radio
1: Free Brooklyn. Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Potomatic mobile app. The views and opinions expressed on this show are not those of Radio Free Brooklyn. In fact, those often are of the views and opinions are not of the people expressing them. We just say shit. Yet again, Catherine Dunn is running late as usual. I found this person outside. He hasn't seen the light of day since Mark Hamill's happiness died.
2: Actually, that's not true. I see the light of day on a regular basis because I have one of those um, seasonal affect disorder lamps. Oh, really? Do you know what I'm talking about?
1: You have one of those
2: lamps? A seasonal affect disorder lamp, yes.
1: Uh, How much did you purchase this lamp for?
2: I bought it on Amazon with credits.
1: Oh, so you have have, Amazon credits. So you have an Amazon account.
2: Perhaps I've said too much, but yes. Yes, I have an Amazon account. Do you also have an Amazon account? I feel like everybody has an Amazon account, and
1: a wish this. Uh, I don't have an Amazon account these days. Should I have an Amazon account? Well, I
2: highly recommend Amazon accounts, yes, because you don't have to leave the house, and
1: eventually drones
2: will bring it to you, and I am a huge fan of drones.
1: Uh, I hear that uh, uh, some people are concerned about these drones. Uh, you, you like the drones.
2: Why, what is the concern about drones? I'm concerned about people.
1: Well, uh, maybe the concern is that, you know, the drones might be, uh, 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 you know, taking some of our, uh, our civil liberties away.
2: I, I don't see how the, the drones are doing that when our government is doing that.
1: Hm. They just
2: want us to hate drones, just like they want us to hate other races. They're just trying to scare us.
1: So you think the, the, the drones and, and the racial issues in this country are tied in?
2: I think that they're trying to make us scared of the drones, just like they're trying to make us scared of other races, just like they're trying to separate us by parties. Hmm. Listen, in one of the games that I play, the best thing that you could do is you can confuse the monsters. If you confuse the monsters, they'll fight against other monsters on their team because they won't know who the bad guy is.
1: And, and this is a, a, a game on your Amazon account? No,
2: this is, this is a game I play on my phones. I have a lot of phones.
1: Oh, okay. How many phones
2: do you have on me at this moment, or in general?
1: Uh, in general,
2: uh, a lot. I have seven on me at this moment. I've I, I've counted and cataloged most of them. Some of them are original brick phones. Some of them are like the Zach Morris phones. Uh, I also have, um, uh, you know, the chocolate candy bars, and I have the o- original Motorola Razer.
1: Oh, the original Motorola. it works.
2: I I have them all working. It's not easy, but you have to hack into it. Would you like to hear my favorite song?
1: Yes, yes. We'd love to hear your favorite song.
2: This is like easily the best song in American history. And it speaks to my heart on a very deep level.
1: Oh, so you feel a uh, spiritual connection to this song?
2: Yes. Who
1: doesn't? <laughs> Are you familiar with this? Oh, this <laughs> is uh, MC Chris. Yes.
3: I think it's amazing. I won't hesitate. Did like you, I you guess, know that he needed it on Star to find I the clip?
1: I would assume dojo. that uh, some, some men do, do. yes. It's his song. I don't think that's, that's like a true story or anything. He's pretty really cool. Really cool. He's smashing a lot of fun. Do you know a lot about MC Chris? Not enough. I wouldn't say I know that much about MC Chris either. Maybe you can tell me more. Maybe I could. Maybe I can tell you everything about his life.
2: But I'd rather get to know these beautiful people. Pewter Pie. Hi, Pewter Pie. Hello. It's a pleasure to meet you.
1: It's a pleasure to exist.
3: Wow.
2: I, I don't often agree, but right now I do. It's Continuous. Pleasure so to, meet, to meet you as well.
3: Hey, guy off the street. What's up?
2: Dink. Pleasure nice so me nice to meet the head. you. Uh, gotcha. what is, uh, you think I
1: what?
2: Do you know these guys? Have you ever heard of this guy again somewhere? Is Chris? Yes, on um, you know Aqua Team Hunger
3: I'm Force. Force.
0: Awesome. You played so a character.
3: Back yes. Your yes. 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 I'm
0: a big fan. MCP Pan.
3: Well, remember
1: now? We've all had those days. Okay.
2: I try not to watch any one show. I try to watch
1: all of my television
2: screens at the same
1: time. Oh, so like NFL Red Zone, but for like regular TV? I guess so. I mean, I just have like a room full of television. So you have your own little man here. I like to think of it as a backdoor pad,
3: yeah. Uh, or a okay. layer, actually.
1: When was the last time you went on a date? Uh, well, I virtually I date rather often. Have you ever virtually dated? Uh, no, I haven't, actually.
2: I actually recommend it over real dating because there's less likelihood of contacting any germs. Oh. You know?
1: For the germaphobes out there, yeah. That yeah. would make a lot of sense, yes.
2: I think so. I'm sure we'll return to this beautiful splendor later, but I'd like to get to know these beautiful people. So, uh, Scooter, I heard that you do satanic bingo. What's that about?
0: Satanic bingo is fun. Well, there's, you know who Satan is, right? Like the devil?
2: Yes, of course. Well,
0: the devil um, hosts a bingo evening of excitement at Bazaar in Bushwick every other Sunday night, including tomorrow night, starting at seven with all kinds of prizes. And I'm the ball girl. I do all the ball fondling.
2: Is that as sexy as it sounds? More. Oh, my God. So, uh, I hope that they have a surveillance camera. I will be hacking into that to watch the festivities.
0: Creepy, but thanks. But you won't get to win any of the prizes.
2: Oh, yes, I will. I will be winning the best prize of all. Uh, what
1: kind of prizes are there?
0: Well, let's see. One time we had a, an anal dilator, which kind of broke my finger by accident.
1: Whoa. Uh,
0: <laughs> hilarious. Let's see. The, the main prize last time was a 19 se- July 1976 Playboy which was won by a British young lass who's very happy about that. Ooh, um, but then we have some non sexual prizes as well, like a toilet paper holder, you know, practical items for the home, just like Satan loves.
2: That actually could be considered sexual depending on what your kinks are.
0: That's true.
2: Yes. I mean, are you a, are, you know, a lot about kinks, right? Yes, I do. Is there a specific kink that you'd like to tell us a story about?
0: Actually, yes. That was a great segue.
2: Usually, I've heard the show before. They're not that smooth.
0: Well, speaking <laughs> of smooth moves, kind of, I'd like to tell you something. So it was 10 years ago, and it was uh, my second month being a professional dominatrix in Midtown Manhattan. And there's a bunch of commercial dungeons, and I, had already, I was on my second one that I'd worked at. So at this point, I thought I knew so much. I had been trained on so many different skill sets. I could spank you. I could flog. I had no problem strapping on a huge dildo and going to town. I could put a diaper on you and be your mommy. I could proffer my perfect little feet um, clad in any kinds of boots, shoes, or stockings. I could trample on you. I could put needles through your scrotum and on and on. I felt very secure in my skills.
2: There's no need to stop.
0: (laughs) However, there was one area that I just could not master It was beyond my skills, and unfortunately, it was starting to come up more and more as a thing that my clients wanted. I didn't realize when I first became a dom that it was something that these guys, and yes, most of the clients, unfortunately, or fortunately, uh, tended to be men, a thing that they would want. Now, let me back up a little bit. I was always a very pea-shy child. I had friends (laughs) that would drag me into the bathroom with them, and they would have no problem continuing our conversation and just, like, piss away on the toilet. I couldn't do that. In public restrooms, I didn't want anyone to hear me, like let alone a number two, even a number one. Fortunately, I didn't ever wet the bed. I didn't have no problem peeing in pools, but that's unrelated. Um, And even when I was drunk when I was older, I never was one to like squat in an alley and pee. It was just a private thing. I guess I was just really well potty trained. So it kind of did not work to my advantage that I had clients that wanted me to pee on them golden showers Ooh. <laughs> so i would train right i would drink lots of water other doms would try to give me tips one of them would say quote unquote i like to just rub my clit just a little bit just to get things going i didn't want to do that i didn't think there was a connection so at this dungeon i was working at we weren't allowed to leave during our session during our shifts. we had to have everything delivered So even if we just wanted a pack of cigarettes or something, we'd have to have it delivered from the downstairs deli. So constantly, these poor delivery guys would have to bring up individual liter bottles of Poland Spring, just like the one you're drinking from right now, mystery guy. Thanks
2: Uh, for noticing.
0: So I would like chug them down in preparation, but then nothing would happen. I had this one new client this one day, and uh, so he came to the door. The elevator opened directly onto our floor. It was very dramatic. We would greet the clients, walk them into one of our clean and well suited rooms, and find out what they wanted in a consultation. Now, this guy—nothing against his appearance, because you know I didn't care what anybody looked like—but just just so you can imagine, he looked just like Danny DeVito: short, squat, balding, lots of hair at the bottom, um, you know, like that. Walks like into twin the room. Danny DeVito, or like
2: the penguin Danny DeVito?
0: Um, more like the penguin. Awesome. Era, or like <laughs> now on, it's always sunny. Okay. So I, I, sit, I sit him in one of the um, less intense domestic style rooms on one of the ubiquitous black pleather hide couches that seem to be in every single dungeon I've ever worked at. And then he proceeds to tell me that basically a simple session is what he wants. He wants kind of a role play slash just a chat when he wants me to tell him um, just about my experiences shoplifting. And then he wants a golden shower, he wants an hour session. So I just take a deep breath. I collect his tribute, as we call it. And I prepare. I'm drinking lots and lots of water throughout this whole um, beginning of the session. I sit down with him. Um, across from him. He's on the couch, and I'm in a chair. The thing is, I've never actually shoplifted a single thing in my life. I have sinned in many other ways, but I always thought that if I were to just even uh, steal one lip liner from a Walgreens, I would immediately get caught, because I'd be bad at it, and it would be humiliating. <laughs> so I've never shoplifted. But because I'm a skilled dominatrix, I have no problem going into exquisite detail about all the times I've stole so many thousands of dollars of items from high end department stores. He's getting excited. His pants are off. He's wearing his um, white undershirt and he's kind of going to town on his little wiener. I just try not to look at that. That's okay. It's part of the job. I don't have to touch them. So I'm going into all of this detail and I'm adding in how much I love to wear silky under things and just take lots and lots of lipsticks from the high end makeup departments and <laughs> shove them down my panties. And I bring my hottest girlfriend with me and she does the same. And ooh, just the feeling of these items rubbing against our most tender parts. And we didn't pay from the Pay for them. And we're so excited with what we've gotten away with that we just apply that stolen lipstick and make out with each other. This guy's really into it. Yes, I think. I'm going to get away with this. I'm going to get away with distracting him so much that he's going to forget all about wanting to get peed on. And I look at the clock. Fifteen minutes left to the session. All right, I can keep this going. When suddenly he interrupts me. That's great, he says. Now I want my golden shower, please. Well, at least he said please. <sighs> well, I have to give this man what he paid for. This is a service industry job, after all, when everything else has been removed, and I must comply Now, the woman working there at the desk that day, she was kind of mean. And I can understand. It was probably a boring job. And she had to deal with a lot of, like, phone freaks and and just general unpleasantness. And she probably didn't get paid very much. And she saw us um, gallivanting around, making all the cash and having all this fun. So she was a bit grumpy. So at this point, I take, we'll call him Danny. Danny into the dungeon bathroom. Now, the dungeon used to be an apartment, so it's just um, a completely full bathroom with a bathtub and hanging from the shower curtain or some, you know, recently washed rope and some recent, recently used stockings I push them out of the way. I believe that Danny is still wearing his undershirt, and in my memory, he's still wearing his glasses, and I can still see him just laying flat on his back filling up the tub from end to end, staring up at me expectantly. I remove my panties. I believe I'm wearing some kind of a skirt or a dress. And I crouch on either side of the porcelain edges of the tub. And I hold on to the tile. And I hold on to, I guess maybe there was like a glass door or whatever on the other side. And I perch over him. I say, close your eyes. I don't want him getting any peeks that he didn't pay for. I'm not that kind of a girl. And I proceed to push, to try to pee. Stare off in his face to close my eyes, to start talking to him. Oh, you're going to get it, I say. You're going to lick up every drop. You're going to love it. You're going to feel my golden nectar of the goddess splashing onto you. It will be so warm, so fresh. Oh, you're going to love it. And now he's getting so excited. Nothing's happening. And I'm trying and I'm trying. And oh, my bladder feels like it's going to burst. Like it's nearly in pain. I drank so much water during the session, just in case nothing's happening. I change position. I shift from one side to the other. I turn around. So I'm facing away from him. I squat down further. Nothing. Time is running out. There's about three minutes left to the session. Suddenly a banging on the bathroom door. It's the phone girl. She is pissed. No pun intended. (laughs) Olivia. She barks. That was my name at the time. Are you doing it yet? Are you peeing on him? You better be doing it. He paid for it. I swear she's yelling this stuff. So on one end, I hear my manager yelling at me through the door, you know, telling me to do my job, i.e. piss on someone's face while my client's staring up at me expectantly. This, I remember thinking in the moment, it's the weirdest work experience I have ever had. Am I going to get in trouble if I don't do it? I'm thinking, am I going to get fired for urination insubordination? This makes me even more stressed out. She keeps banging. Come on, Olivia. We're running out of time. You better be doing it. She's like, turn on the taps. So I hop off of the sides of the tub. I turn on the tap to try to encourage myself. You know, thinking of Niagara Falls. I can't do it. I stand back over him. I squeeze. I try. I think maybe two drips come out, which only succeed in making him more expected and more excited. Yes. Yes. Come on now. It's not. Happening, it's not happening. I press on my abdomen, nothing. So I step off of him, and then I can't exactly remember what happened. But either he asked for his money back, or I'm hoping this is what happened. I got one of my other uh, co dominatrixes to step in for a cameo for a tip and take care of it. So I felt kind of impotent in that moment, but it didn't happen. Fast forward to now, thank God, I don't know why. I think it's age. I have no problem peeing on anybody. In fact, I have to pee right now. And if somebody in this room asked me to, I could just whip it out and do it for free. I mean, I have to pee all the time now. I'm constantly drinking seltzer. The carbonation may be the secret. So now when I do sessions, yes, I'm still a pro-dom. Mistress Rita, look me up. Um, I hope that clients ask me for a golden shower because I'm going to have to take a break And halfway through the hour session to go pee anyway, I might as well just put down some puppy pads, stand over them, and let her rip. And I really enjoy it now. So at least I have grown in my work skill set.
2: I hope you don't mind that I took my pants off. (laughs) That was amazing. Uh, I don't know what the studio rules are, but I'll take that. I'll take that goddess
3: nectar (laughs) that was amazing amazing. I was getting so anxious for you (laughs) when you were squatting over him and she was yelling at you I mean that and and interesting that you sort of call it impotence because for me often uh, when I first time I have sex with somebody I, I, I can get it up But I can't come Always uh-huh. Because it's uh, There's a There's a tension You know what I mean It's yeah. like There's an intimacy That's required for that That isn't Maybe not there yet
0: mm-hmm. And you're so, gonna and, make that face
2: And sometimes they Sometimes it.
3: they start going Come on Come inside me Come on I want you to come And I'm like
0: ah! Wow They want <laughs> you, know, you to like, come in them The first time
2: Well yeah I mean <laughs> <laughs> it Sounds like you go to the right bars
3: <laughs> I think they're just getting bored Just <laughs> <laughs> finish <laughs> Yeah
2: That's amazing Wow, what? how did she
0: know that you didn't pee?
2: It's like she had a third
0: because eye. Because she could just tell because we weren't done yet. I hadn't left the room, or maybe she had like had a glass up to the door and was listening
2: for. She might be able to hack into the surveillance cameras. That
1: yeah, was question.
3: How were you, were you know? over time? or was she just just didn't just knew you time weren't? Time was peeing?
0: about to be up. Uh, okay. And you know, time is money.
3: Yep. So if you were peeing, she
2: probably broke your stream. <laughs>
0: And all this talk of pee, I seriously do have to go right now. Well, again, I don't know the studio rules,
2: but you can, I am you wearing can go. a tank cap. <laughs> you
3: can go. Just don't flush the toilet because, well, you can. Because yes. I mean, we'll, we'll all know what that is now when we hear it. Because yeah. it okay. will come over the mics, but we'll be like, oh, she's done peeing.
0: Okay. I'm going to I'm gonna be uh, unprofessional and do that. Because, you know, all that talk, like it just, it got me going.
2: Trust me. Uh, I know what you mean.
1: I also pee a little. What did you say? I was going to be, don't be surprised if someone comes knocking on the door.
2: Yes, that's why we don't want you to flush. It has nothing to do with sound. We just <laughs> want to see it. I mean, it is warm nectar of a goddess. You know, uh, so we can catch her at Satanic Bingo. Amazing. Amazing. Tomorrow, if you want to see this beautiful woman, come to, uh, what was it, Bizarre Bar, 12 Jefferson Street? I totally Googled that. Oh, is it, yeah. Is that every week? It's every other week.
1: Oh. Every, every other week. Sunday, fortnightly. What were you going to say? going to say uh me being from jersey uh, uh i was never really that familiar with uh dominatrix until i came to new york and saw how uh go on, uh, go, go on. i'm just saying um how uh how popular it is out here getting he that jersey i've never interacted with a dom in
3: jersey no. you probably have yes
0: yeah. don't know it <laughs>
1: yeah hmm. i'm Secret pretty
3: sure doms.
0: there's a lot of us
3: yeah. That was super fast, Scooter, I have to that say. Was, oh, that no, crazy.
0: I didn't go. There's somebody in there. And oh, I didn't want to oh, miss oh, anything. I was like, so. that yeah. was impossibly oh. fast. No, no,
2: yeah. There's already some nectar in there.
0: <laughs> so did you really say that? I love that. Oh, yeah. That's just like a common go to phrase.
2: And you've actually. Sometimes they ask for it that way. And you've actually never shoplifted?
0: No. That's I amazing. mean, when, when I would drink, I would steal stuff from my friends' apartments. For real. Or from like bars. Once, like, yeah. I. Yeah, I, kind of I just realized there's something I don't want to admit to <laughs> oh. <laughs> I took from someone's apartment. Um, I don't know. I would take like if you had like rolls of toilet paper out, I would like take one because, you know, it costs money and I needed some at home. I mean, that's hard. I take knickknacks from bars, but never stuff from stores. Is there anything
2: that you like one of the things you still have that you're like, haha that I stole that? Yes. What is it? I don't want to tell you. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> That hurts. <laughs> that hurts. Like, like someone. It's a just, trinket. Oh. This is. Now you're giving me clues? Mm hmm. Okay, what kind of trinket?
0: I, I, I'll, I'd I'll, i rather not say, but I might return it one day Ooh. secretly.
2: Oh, wow. So you'll just put it back wherever you found it? Yeah. That's kind of odd. I like that. <laughs> you're a strange chick, and I mean that in a sexy way. Hey. Okay. Where can we find you?
0: Um. Well, you can find me at Satanic Bingo. Amazing. And you can find me at, uh, on Twitter at ScooterPieXO or on my Dom Twitter at Mistress underscore Rita. It's R-I-C-A. Yeah,
2: Like the meter maid, but way better. Yes. That's lovely.
0: The meter maid of P. But yes. that's not all I do.
2: What else do you do?
0: <laughs> oh, fisting. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's so another on. story for another time. Is
2: that what the long gloves are for? I see that you're wearing long gloves.
0: Yes. That's funny that you said that because it's actually those long gloves are going to be part of my act tomorrow night. That's right. Satanic bingo contains burlesque as well. Yes, and
2: tarot, right?
0: And, and sideshow. tarot and sideshow. It's got everything. Yes. It does.
2: Sounds like something I need to see. Yeah. I will totally be hacking into your surveillance cameras. Great. I hope I don't get my ass kicked. You should just come in person. I, I don't know if I could do that. Don't you want
0: to see my boobs in person?
2: Yes, I will be there. You've sold me. Okay, good. Speaking of getting asses kicked, Thomas, uh, I believe you have some sort of a story to share with us. I,
3: I have, a, I have a little, I have a little story. Uh, about Is it below what? average, above average. Is it above? Is
2: this a euphemism? Uh,
3: what do you mean? Never mind. Uh, okay, okay oh, I get, uh, ha, 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 Yeah. I but, but although I got to say, I don't know how I can follow Scooter's story. Yeah. There's absolutely no pee uh, <laughs> involved. There's a little blood. Okay. Um, Yay, bodily fluid. Yeah, yeah. Different type of bodily fluid. Yeah. 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 Uh, and, uh, so I, I let me just start the story by saying, you know, in college I was, uh, I was a bit of a dick, um, <laughs> <laughs> shocker, uh, That's hilarious. I actually was a huge dick
2: in college. We probably would not have hung out mostly because I sleep to myself.
3: No, you, we would not probably not have, have hung out. Um, and I don't know how anyone tolerated me to be honest with you, but I was, I so I was much, much prettier, much prettier than I am now. That's probably part of it. That. It was a huge part of it, yes. Um, and I thought I was God's gift to women. I thought I was God's gift to acting. Um, I was 21 years old. I was a sophomore at NYU's Experimental Theater Wing. And uh, early in 1986, I think it was just right after winter break, uh, Robert Wilson was coming to guest direct a main stage show at NYU. And Robert Wilson is a very sort of famous theater director, for those uh, who do not know. Uh, show is called Hamlet Machine, and as a sophomore, I wasn't allowed to audition for main stage shows, right? So I had to, uh, you had to be a junior or a senior to, to audition. And, uh, but of course being God's gift to acting, I was like, fuck that. (laughs) I'm going to go audition anyway. What is somebody going to stop me? (laughs) And so I go in, uh, I I basically crashed the audition and, uh, I was actually, I was, there were three stages of callbacks. And I was chosen. So what was NYU going to do? Robert Wilson's people chose me to move on to the next round. And they were pissed, but they were like, okay, we got to let this guy do it. And so I went to the second callback, which is like maybe a, a month later or so. And it, finally, I was moved to the final auditions, right? So in which Robert Wilson himself was going to be there and hand hand-pick. Uh, the final cast from this small group of people that had made it on to the third round. So that audition was going to happen on a Monday. I think it was a Monday Monday in April. And that weekend before the final audition, uh, one of my favorite musicians, Johnny Thunders, was going to be playing at Maxwell's in Hoboken. And so I was a big fan. A lot of my friends were big fans. And... Um, I, I liked Johnny because largely because he was as much of a dick as I was. And I think that in hindsight, I sort of modeled a lot of my behavior on him. Uh, and, uh, at the time I was living in a welfare hotel on 29th street because that's where NYU put, uh, the sort of, they were running out of housing. So they put a bunch of us in this welfare hotel called the Seville, which where we lived alongside hookers, junkies, um, all kinds of raff and uh are they still open what's uh they they are now called the carlton <laughs> and it's it's a very high scale place <laughs> and incidentally the seville was one of the places where sid vicious uh first tried to kill himself oh, what if I... uh yeah and i didn't know that so i read uh, nancy Spungen's mother's book and i uh, called i don't want to live and i don't want to live this life but that's in there I don't. I'm not sure I knew that at the time. I may have, but anyway, it was a decidedly sort of punk rock place to live. So I, I loved it, right? And my roommate Alex. Uh, so we, we this show was either on Friday or Saturday night. I can't remember, but we we're kind of gathering our friends in our hotel room to drink, and beforehand because at that time the drinking age in New York was still 18, oh. but in Jersey it was 21. I mean, we could still go to the shows out in Jersey. Uh, you just couldn't, you couldn't drink once you got there. So uh, my, my roommate Alex had friends from Sarah Lawrence um, and several of them uh, who were joining us for the show came to this sort of drinking party ahead of time. It was like our Johnny Thunders pregame. There was this one Sarah Lawrence girl, her name was Nell, uh, who apparently had a crush on me. Um, She's a super nice girl, but the sort of narcissistic prick that i was she was just not beautiful enough for me right she was not beautiful enough for me to like
2: so she's the one that got away
3: so well not exactly uh, <laughs> it, but yes and that's that's a, that's coming up later in this story
2: Interesting.
3: so it was a bunch of us hanging out drinking and we bought 40s of ballantyne at the corner store um so we could get just shit face drunk that's what we drank at the time because 40s of ballantyne were i think 99 cents isn't that the yankee beer Yank is it? I don't like Yankees, the baseball team. Yeah, yeah. What they? Use. I have no idea. I don't watch baseball or I'm, follow baseball. I'm pretty sure it was Ballantine. Oh, is, really? What do you mean
1: the Yankees beer? Yeah, like the beer that was endorsed for the Yankees. When? did it still exist? Well, Valentine's not even around anymore.
3: Okay. No, it's not around it's anymore. Not, yeah. It was famous for the for the puzzles. They they would have these those puzzles on the cap that would have like the symbols, and you would have to decipher. Yeah, decipher them. Okay. Right. Exactly. Awesome. Yeah, so we were all drinking, we're separate. drinking these 40 ounces of Ballantines, um, so we get drunk, and I got hammered, and at that time when I got drunk, I drank to get super drunk, like falling down drunk, and which is exactly what happened that night. So time comes to leave, to go to the show uh, out at Maxwell's in Hoboken, and we get on the PATH train, and again, I am just completely shit-faced, and I start fucking with the people on the train, like there was a guy... <laughs> And like cowboy hat and cowboy boots. And I was like, howdy, partner. You on the way to the rodeo. You know, my friends are like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like Just just stop. You know, they're trying to they're trying to rein me in. And we get to Maxwell's and the bad behavior just continues. Right. So I'm like a, acting like a drunken fucking moron. Even before the show starts, um, there's this there was this really hot girl who was standing next to me. Uh, and on the other side of her was her boyfriend. And I just start hitting on this girl, right? And I'm like, "Hey, fuck that guy! You want to come home with me?" <laughs>
2: like, so you lived in a movie, like uh, in real life? Yeah, There's yeah. Just scenes I've seen in movies.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was, it was zero. Get it, with the it was totally. Mm-hmm. It was so. It was so fucked up. And when the show started, the boyfriend switched places with the girlfriend, so I would stop. But I didn't stop. I just. I was literally like reaching across the girlfriend, the boyfriend hit on the girlfriend and uh when johnny came uh so johnny comes on stage he starts playing and and literally this is like right at the beginning of the show and next thing i know i'm on the floor with about six or seven guys in a circle around me punching me kicking me in the head kicking me in the ribs i was just getting uh fucking pummeled and i was about four or five people deep from the stage you know i was like pretty close to the front So I saw the stage as being my escape route (laughs) because there was just there was a sea of people behind me. And I was like, I'm not going into that sea of people because they're going to just fucking beat the shit out of me. There's there's absolutely no way. So I for for whatever reason, I thought that the stage was the best idea. Uh, So I just bum rushed the stage and I start I start crawling up onto it. And Johnny Thunders is up there. He's still playing Pipeline, which is what he always opened his show with. He always opened with Pipeline. He's still playing Pipeline. And without missing a note, he walks up to the edge of the stage and he just fucking hammers me with the butt of his guitar right here, like right right under my nose um, and my upper lip. And I still have scar tissue from that uh, from that hit in my in my upper lip. And I go flying back into the audience and then I'm back on the floor. And these same people are just fucking just pummeling me. And I finally get you know rescued. I'm doing air quotes here by these four bouncers who come over to me and they lift me up like one. They have one on each limb. They carry me. Maxwell's, if you remember, had like a side door that led out by the bar that led out to the parking lot okay. out there. And they open the door and they literally hurl me like they toss me. Well, like Mo tossing out Barney. Yes, like, yeah, it, totally, exactly. I mean, they just, they threw me, wow. probably about 10 feet. And I landed on my face, and uh, and, my fr- and at that time, or at least for that show, there was no re-entry if you left, so, yes. so all my friends were like, yeah. oh, fuck them, <laughs> you know? <laughs> They're like, I'm going to stay and see the show, and the only person who was willing to come out and help me and take me back home was this girl, Nell. Right. So this girl that had a crush on me uh, and she basically like I was, you know, sort of leaning on her. My face is completely bloody, completely swollen. And she takes me back. uh, She takes me back to the hotel. And she lies me on my back, takes off my clothes and gets on top of me and she fucks me. And I was 21 years old. Bodies have nothing to do with, you know what I mean? It's like they just act on their own. So I was apparently I was able to get it up and she just fucking with my face bloody and dirty and my body broken. She had sex with me and then she left and she just sort of left me lying there. And the next day when I woke up, uh, my face was just, I looked in the mirror. My face was completely unrecognizable, right? Um, There was gravel from the parking lot, like embedded into my wounds that I had to pick out and clean out. And it was just really, really super painful. And I couldn't, I felt like I couldn't go outside even at all because I was just so horrified. So I asked my friend Chris Lombardi, I called him up and on the phone he was like oh dude it can't be that bad he's like you know come on you're exaggerating and he comes over and he just keeps repeating oh my god oh my god and and he helps me get cleaned up a little bit more but i had to eat right so i had to i had nothing in the hotel room and every day i had to walk 19 blocks from the hotel down to the reuben dormitory which was the closest place that had a cafeteria because I was on the meal plan and I basically had no money. So I walked down there and I tried to keep my head down, but people were literally stopping in their tracks. And this is in New York in the eighties, you know, and people were just stopping going, holy shit, look at that guy. Um, And I remember walking into the cafeteria and like, at least in my mind, the whole place went silent. And I remember the cafeteria guy being going, going just like, holy fuck man what happened to you and so it was bad I mean and I had people comparing me to like the elephant man um, you know I mean it was, it was like my face was that distorted so anyway so Monday is the day of the final audition for Hamlet Machine for the Robert Wilson show and so Monday during the day I go to the show's executive producer who's one of the guys that ran the drama department and I lied to him and I told him that I was hit by a car and that I was thrown off my bike I didn't even own a bike at that time but I was like <laughs> I was thrown off my bike onto the street blah 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 and he was like you better just skip this audition he goes you can't go walk in there to a Robert, to, and Robert Wilson's going to be there you cannot walk in looking like that he's like you just, just stay home he's like and there's not a chance in hell you're going to make it so I decided uh, at first not to go Then later, when it was about maybe 45 minutes to the audition time, I was like, fuck it. Fuck, fuck this. Why would I not go? I have zero to lose except for like maybe Robert Wilson thinking I'm an asshole. And who cares? (laughs) So I went as I was. I didn't get dressed up or anything as I normally would do. I went in my ripped jeans. I was wearing a a, a fishnet T-shirt, my leather jacket. And basically, looking like the Elephant Man, right? So I walk in, and I literally like limped in, and uh, all the other students who made the final cut were there. They were doing like their warm-up exercises and their breathing exercises and their stretching and all that. And I just kind of walk in, just looking like fucking death, and everybody's just trying not to look at me. And um, so I go in, and I and I did my audition. And I just left. And later that week, I got a call that I had been cast in the show. And that show eventually went off Broadway. That show eventually won three Obie Awards. And Robert Wilson later told me that the moment I walked in with my scabby swollen face and my ripped jeans and my leather jacket, he said, that's Hamlet. And he even made my costume in the show the exact clothes that I was wearing that day. Oh, wow.
2: Oh, they so, replicated that?
3: Yeah, well, they were my clothes. So you were your own clothes? They horse wanted horse me horse. to wear that exactly what I was wearing. Wow. Yeah.
2: I was going to say that the, the person, your mentor, sounded like a negative Nancy, like totally full of shit.
3: The guy who told me not to go?
2: Yeah.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, and also he, was, he represented NYU. And he didn't want... You know, to be like this is the best we have, <laughs> you
1: know? right here. Okay, this this yeah, yeah. So a potato right. face, right?
3: So yeah, so so that's that's the story. Um, and I wish I could say that it made me less of a prick, uh, if anything at, more at, the, at that time. If but you it, but it, you're on the right track. Well, right. No. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, right. Exactly. You know what I mean? I was like, oh yeah, I'm God's gift to acting. After <laughs> oh, all, right, like right, 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 right. So. But but it was one of the experiences that kind of went into that sort of, you know, into that bag that you carry around with you, that when that bag gets too full, you go, oh, shit, look at this sort of totality of all these horrible experiences. Although that one turned into something that was positive. Um, and, and it did teach me the lesson of fuck it. I'm going to do it anyway. You know, instead of no, somebody told me I shouldn't do it. Therefore, I'm going to hang back.
2: I wish I had that
3: you wish you had it yeah that like you want me to beat I'm the shit it. out of you yeah.
2: <laughs> maybe but yeah, hold we up could all just beat
1: the shit out of him yeah <laughs> that's Here not, that not exactly yet. the takeaway but yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm
2: willing i'm willing to explore <laughs> this, this theory that's crazy wow i, I want so I, wait go on i wanted to ask yeah.
3: um you said you were 21 yeah and uh I was not quite 21. So this is 86. I turned 21 in 86 in May. So this would have been right before I turned 21.
1: So this sounds like a very movie esque sexual experience in a way, uh, as uh, was said before. Now I was curious. actually
2: by 2018 standard it sounds like rape. Yes, it does. <laughs> yes. Well,
3: right, and and you know what? And and I was gonna sort of introduce that like this is my Me Too story, but I always feel weird doing that because okay. because because mm-hmm. uh, I'm like a six foot four white guy who like I definitely I don't want to appropriate that mm-hmm. you know although I mean in reality I was a victim of, the, of 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 assault really I mean if somebody if that was reversed and it was a man and a you know yeah. I, if I was the woman and yeah. somebody else was the man
2: it yeah, would never work again
3: that basically yeah I mean basically that would that would constitute rape but mm-hmm. I don't ever tell this story that way um because I just don't want to put myself in the position of having appropriated something that is very super important you know So, so when you do you ever still listen to johnny thunder now i do sometimes sure does it ever make you feel a certain way um no but uh i will tell you that there is a guy who just volunteered for radio free brooklyn he works for this guy who owns the maxwell's audio archive oh and I was like, there is a particular show <laughs> mm. <laughs> from 1986 that I would, that I'm terrified to hear, but I would love to hear. He's like, I'm sure we have it. Oh my God. I know. So. Uh,
2: Here's where you can't hear his uh,
3: guitar for a minute. and it just <laughs> laugh. Well, right. And you hear, and you hear, I'm sure you hear me shouting and I'm wow. sure you hear the commotion and I'm sure you hear him. Oh, oh. And uh, one part I've forgotten the story cause I sort of went off my you know what went off on a thing was that what happened when he hit me with the butt of the guitar and I go flying back into the audience. Uh, he, he, Johnny thunders did stop for a second and he kind of looked at me and he went, what the hell happened to you? And I said, inexplicably, you did this to me, Johnny. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, 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 and Johnny. Yeah. And Johnny said, eh, if I did that to you, you wouldn't look so good. Um, and so did that, he
2: hit on you? Is that like subtle hitting on no, you? No, no,
3: no, no. That was saying that, that I would have fucked you up even more than these guys fucked you up. And I was really, really fucked up. So wait, when did he say this to you? The, he said that... So this was right after he hit me and I went flying back into the audience and I started like, tried to get to my feet and that he stopped playing and he said, and he looked at me and he like kind of squinted and went, what the fuck happened to you? And I said, you did this to me, which partly was true actually you know i mean he mm. did partly do it to me he hit me with his fucking guitar yeah you know which is such a uh punk rock trope to begin with
1: of head butting somebody with their guitar yeah the no, stage.
3: yeah i know yeah i know exactly it's it's so fucking cliche it is yeah yeah exactly um i'm pretty sure i have seen this scene in a movie but i mean yeah, yeah. <laughs> well also i mean there's there's also the famous uh sid vicious kind of taking his base off this is in texas he took when he took his base off off of himself and he just started fucking pummeling somebody with it he like he was holding the neck and he just was swinging it like a baseball bat that's brutal that's psycho yeah yeah Mm -hmm. that's psycho
2: i mean sylvester was known for being psycho but that's extra crazy that's extra so did you come (laughs) (laughs) i'm
3: pretty sure i didn't (laughs) i'm fairly certain
2: fair enough i mean that's that's on on game for you yeah
3: yeah, exactly, and maybe who knows? Maybe that's what caused the, the 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 whole anxiety, you About know, it. to begin with. Yeah, maybe maybe that's the neurosis. Did you have the problem before this, or? I don't think so. No. So there you go. But I'm not. <clears> sure, but I'm not sure how long after I did. You know what I mean? It was yeah. like, it definitely started sometime in my late 20s, and that was my early 20s. And I don't. I honestly don't remember. I can't pinpoint the moment when I when I started not being able to come with the first time I had sex with somebody. Interesting. So yeah. you don't remember the
2: first person and you were like, I can't do this.
3: I The first one, no. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Do
2: you play an instrument?
3: Do I? Yes. I play a little harmonica.
2: Interesting. Because yeah. I was going to say that the face you make when you play an instrument is the face that you make when you're coming or having sex. But it's interesting <laughs> that it's a harmonica. because <laughs> <laughs> Then that would mostly and, be
3: oral sex. And you said little <laughs> harmonica. Well, and... Uh,
1: I play you. a harmonica
3: <laughs> a little bit, not like a small harmonica. I play a tiny little yes. harmonica. Yeah,
1: in my mind, I just saw that little novelty sized harmonica. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. I've seen
2: them on the surveillance cameras at Brooklyn Charm. <laughs> if you're in, on the market for a small harmonica.
1: So yeah. um, uh, I feel like uh, if this uh, had happened to me, I would have never heard the rest of it from a lot of my peers and friends. Uh, Did you get any, uh, you know, like, um, made fun of it all for the
3: event that it happened? Oh, yeah. I never heard the end of it. I mean, it was, you know, although it it was, it was sort of like a really punk rock thing to happen in a way, you know what I mean? So it was sort of like, I kind of wore it as a badge of honor in in some ways also. Uh, I never wanted it to happen again, but, um, and also I remember like my friend Paul, was there with us that night he later went on to become the lead singer black dahlia the lead singer of the dwarves oh okay and uh and i remember like i was always trying to sort of like punk impress this guy you know yeah um so there was that but still like none of them gave a shit enough to leave the show <laughs> to, to to come and help me you know what i mean really? like really, yeah. Really, yeah. no no, no yeah. except for Nell. Except i mean yeah. Nell the rapist
2: yeah. yeah that's crazy so wait uh it is pretty punk rock though. I mean you got the part that just it's like the, that is the I feel I
3: feel like that's the most punk rock part of the story, yeah. you know? Is that I just went I just went, fuck it. You I'm gonna I'm out. gonna yeah. I went gonna, I like I look like hell. I look awful, but I'm gonna do this thing that I've spent three months of my life, you know, invested in. Yeah. So
1: uh oh, ladies and gentlemen, here's uh Catherine Dunn. She finally got here. Man, Catherine, you are running late. Catherine, you 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 missed the story. Yeah, Catherine.
2: I know. I I need to like listen online. Who is this? Hello. Please meet you. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. I'll just sit down next to you. (laughs) Yeah, take a seat, Catherine. Here my microphone. Let's do this. Whoa. All right. Uh, Yeah, I I caught the tail end of it. You did? (laughs) Okay. Just a little bit. Yeah. Something about Big Puck Rock.
3: Uh, Yeah, you caught that part. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, it was a little bit it was a little bit punk rock, um, not the kind of punk rock that I ever want to happen again. though.
2: I mean, it definitely could be a music video or a short, <laughs> <laughs> right? Right, like right, short. right. Um, I've been having a crazy experience lately. <gasps> oh, what? yes, yeah, I um, I have a visitor. Like, all right, so there's this person that I met a million years ago, not really like a year ago, um, through Facebook, and he recently found out that my roommate had moved out um i hope my roommate doesn't listen my former roommate because like i don't know there was not necessarily anything wrong with him per se but like he just drove me nuts and then finally moved out and i was like all right this is great but also rent the rent part is not so good um so i was talking to this person that i talked to through facebook sometimes and he's like you know i'm thinking of moving to new york i could be your roommate um, and he wanted like, I have a two bedroom and he wanted like one bedroom and he'd pay half the rent plus utilities, which seems fair, you that's, know, Yeah, mm-hmm. that's normal. right? Yeah, yeah. Seems normal. Yeah. Um, so it's like a normal roommate negotiation situation. So then he's like, well, before I move in March, I should meet you in February. And I'm like, yeah, that's not a bad idea considering, you know, all the ways in which it could go wrong, you know? Um, so he comes and he's a gigantic person who is going to sleep on my couch but can't sleep on my couch because he's like gigantic like comedically small it looked comedically small bigger under than, him bigger than me i don't know i would love to see if you could fit on my couch he says he's like Oh, five
3: oh i'm six four and, okay. a, half and a half so yeah so a half. so a yeah. half inch taller than <laughs> yeah. you but i have like, to add that
2: yeah but but that inch, yeah um but he just looked ridiculous like like really ridiculous on my couch to the point where i'm like oh you really can't fit on this couch um so i was like you can sleep in bed with me but like i sleep in bed with people all the time and i don't rape them you know right so i was like just don't you know like don't touch my pillows like if you're not if you're nowhere near my pillows you're probably pretty good with the rest of your body yeah. you know um so i fall asleep and i wake up to what feels like and he's a gigantic person. A teeny little weird hard thing Uh-oh. like humping me from behind oh yeah that was and in like, harmony That was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Groan, yeah. i hope the groan was that it was small and tiny and weird no, I'm kidding. <laughs> no so, so i'm like what the fuck is going on right now like why am i being humped like what my dog doesn't hump and she certainly doesn't have weird tiny little things mm-hmm. um so then i don't know what but he goes oh shit and then he starts talking like are you you know to me and it's like now you're waking me or not but like he's talking he's like uh Catherine Catherine and I'm like what you know like he's like "Uh, I've got my arm around you is that a problem like yeah yeah it's a problem so then he like moved back like if you're not touching my pillow then you wouldn't have your arm around me like you know boundaries um so the next day I I, like didn't know how to handle it I'm also like I've I've, like narcolepsy and like different things with sleep and like uh, cataplexy and like sleep What's paralysis that? Yeah, I don't cataplexy. That cataplexy that is if you have it's part of narcolepsy it's like this all encompassing weird problem um, my sleep medicine is actually GHB no joke Ooh. it's called SIRAM but it's actually GHB wow. and it's supposed to condense my sleep so that I'm not um, so that I'm rested mm-hmm. uh, and not like you know cause, so you because so you get that you get that deep sleep. REM sleep and yeah, yeah exactly because yeah. Right. Okay. the problem is you can go into REM, re- REM sleep really quick but you can't like it doesn't it doesn't make you rested right um so it it makes me rested like you're supposed to take it every four hours like you're supposed to set an alarm to wake up after four hours of sleep and take it again i just take it once and like roofie yourself constantly yes and i have a tolerance for like now i can like you know, nobody you can, can roof You can get roofied and, and be, and be like, before you roof
3: me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Like, they superpower <laughs> this at night <laughs> to sleep. <laughs> like, this is my nap drug. Like, yeah, you. That's your superpower yeah. now? Yeah. yeah, it is. I'm unrapeable. I wish. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> they want to do like this thing with like nail polish where you can like put it in your drink and if it changes colors, somebody put a dairy that's drug the same, in. That thing, right? Really? Yeah. yeah. Some like I want to say MIT student, but
3: then you have a nail a drink with nail
2: polish. Yeah, the it. colors exactly. are ugly too.
0: like green. So, yeah, I wouldn't want to yeah.
2: do that. Um, but yeah, so I, I I didn't take the GHB when he was there, but I do take it to sleep. And uh, the next day, he's like, "Hey, uh, I'm sorry, I put my arm around you." I'm like, "Yeah, that wasn't the problem so much as the humping." He's yeah. like, "I don't remember that." I'm like, "Oh, this is exactly like the, you know, like when they make the fake." letter for apologies like I'd remember yeah. it differently mm-hmm. is like one of the lines I'm like of course you don't
3: you know um, but but he was copping to the arm around him. yeah he did apologize. well and, and, and that is just as bad I mean you know maybe not as bad but it's bad it's enough pretty bad yeah, you know? it's definitely yeah.
2: a violation of boundaries and like he has a child like what if he slept like I alright so let's pretend oh, for a second whoa. that you sleep and then sometimes when you fall asleep you accidentally hug or cuddle or hump somebody you could never sleep anywhere near your own child. If, right. if that's right. a problem inside. Right. You. Oh my God, totally. Yeah. So I gave him the benefit or of the doubt. I'm like, maybe he was asleep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or like my dog. Yeah. My dog. My poor baby. He's in the dog. <laughs> Who knows? Um, so yeah, that that all happened. And then later on, he was like, all right, I'm sorry. I, I don't, I, I'm i really embarrassed. And I'm like, okay. I, I, I wrote it off as like, I'll give him this one. Hopefully it's like a, a weird one-time thing that's not going to happen again. And like, maybe he was asleep. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. But now I'm starting to wonder, like, did he notice that I woke up because I had stopped snoring or did he wake up and note? Like, cause the, oh shit was either, oh shit, she's awake or, oh shit, what am I doing? Right. So I'll never know. But the next day was Valentine's day. I mean, for m- most normal people, for me, it was whatever day of the week that was. It was what? Wednesday. Wednesday, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was Wednesday for me, too. Yeah, so it was just yeah. a Wednesday. Um, and then, like, we did wind up eating, but part of the deal was he was going to stay at my place, and he would, like, provide food. So we ate at a restaurant. It wasn't, like, anything too nice. Uh It wasn't mm-hmm. too bad. I love it. Like, it wasn't, like, a date, but, like, you could, if you were, like, you know, it, it could be date territory. It could be not in date territory. And then, just because I was showing him the area, I took him to Grand Central, and, like, I took him to... uh barcade just to show them like new mm-hmm. york because you might want to live here one day
0: those so, are the two things you need to see if
3: new york barcade city <laughs> grand central. yeah i mean <laughs> right, they were right.
2: near what we were doing <laughs> right, right so it wasn't barcade, like <laughs> if you want to
3: have a drink with me grand central if you ever fucking do that again, again. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: <then> <laughs> this is how you can leave yeah. yeah um yeah i showed them like the whisper thing the little dirty spot that they left to like i don't know commemorate being filthy um you know that little like spot. All right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and, and Barcade, we, it was near the noodle shop that I only get dumplings at. Uh, and then we get back to my place and we're in bed. He, he like wanted to turn the light off. I'm like, I'm not ready to turn the light off. And then he like waited for me to leave the room and then he turned the light off. I'm like, oh, this motherfucker cannot live here. Like, it's just going to be like that with everything. Like, I'll be like, hey, don't do that thing because it, it'll cause structural damage. And then he'll just do the thing, which was my problem with the last roommate. Oh, no. Um, so I was like, yeah, no, it's not going to work. He also doesn't eat breakfast, which is like one of those weird red flags for me. Not you eating know? breakfast? Yeah, like he doesn't eat enough in the day. Okay. Oh. It's weird. Like you're just crazy if you don't eat well, enough.
3: Well, yeah, I guess. I mean, I only have usually like a muffin or maybe an egg sandwich or something for breakfast. And, the, Some, and that's and, a it, breakfast though. Okay, all right. Muffin and coffee. That's that. Kind? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All okay, all right. Because then I don't. I usually don't eat lunch, and then I don't eat till dinner. Yeah. I and mean, they, because, and I love dinner because I'm so fucking hungry. For right. Dinner. Yeah.
2: Yeah, but like you know, to have something in the
3: morning. Oh, with totally. Oh, yeah, yeah. If I, I mean, if I just had coffee, I would, my stomach would be fucking turning inside out. Right. And yeah. you'd
2: also be an insane person, probably. You know. Yeah. Uh, so th- that was like one of those weird. Like at least, I mean, I don't think a muffin is necessarily the safest of the breakfasts, but at least you're like, this is food.
3: No. I need something.
2: Yeah. I'm awake now. Um, so it's just one of those, I have a lot of like weird red flags after,
1: um, restraining order guy. Oh yeah. So uh, yeah, I couldn't agree more. First thing when I get up, I got to get, I need
2: something <laughs> or I will murder things. Right. Um, so we're now in bed again because he is again, really large. And at this point I wanted to be like, maybe you should sleep on the floor, which sounds terrible, but I, he says,
3: I, 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 c- I kind of can't believe you let him in the bed again. I know. <laughs> I'm, I have I, I, a really yeah.
2: stupid high tolerance for terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, sorry. So I felt like, all right, maybe he knows never to do that again. And if he does it again, I'll fucking punch him. Um, but he says that he's a minimalist and sleeps on the floor, which is another red flag. What He like, doesn't own a bed. He owns a bed. It's his daughter's bed. He doesn't sleep in it. I'm like, that's fucking weird. How
0: old is his daughter?
2: I don't know. Seven. I, okay. I think all kids are like five
3: or seven. Not, <laughs> not sleeping in a bed is minimalist. I mean, because you're your furniture minimalist. Yeah, I don't I get I guess it. I don't. That's yeah.
2: like another red flag for me. Like I understand sure. minimalism, but not sleeping in a bed is a little too far. Yeah. Like Buddhist monk, I don't know. What is Beds d- are nice.
1: Yeah. What does he do for a living?
2: Uh, he works at Best uh, you retail. <laughs> ah. <laughs> retail. He does okay. retail. Um, so uh so this is night 2 and it's also Valentine's Day and uh, night and we're in bed and I'm playing a stupid game that I play on my comp- uh phone and he's like uh ha and i'm like what he's like oh nothing i'm like all right and then i go back to my game because i don't care i'm not like i don't hang out with 13 year olds i'm not gonna play your game you know uh and then a little while later he's like do you want to know what i thought i'm like sure he's like no forget it I'm like okay <laughs> then he's like oh wait I'll, I'll tell you i'm like all right he's like no you don't care i'm like all right i don't care like say it or don't i'm not gonna fucking drag it out of you i don't hang out i said i'm like you're being a 13 year old girl right now like i just i i've stopped hanging out i i didn't hang out with when i was how old actually was he is he 30 ish 30 something his 30s all right and where does he live west virginia another one got it yeah
1: west virginia yeah
2: so uh so at this point he then says something like oh while we were uh eating i was like oh is your ex-wife like because he said like she's a hunter and all these like white trashy things i'm like picturing like this big fat white trash american and i'm like is she fat he's like yeah but she's thinner than you i'm like <gasps> oh, all right interesting oh, damn grand yeah. central for you yeah, my friend. seriously yes. i uh, want to send him back yeah, yeah. keep in mind he is not like at one point in his life he had an eight pack he does not have an eight pack he has a weird beard um beard and a ball beard? yeah he's got like a weird he beard. sounds really bad he is yeah So, um, so anyway, we're in bed and he's like, all right, here's what I thought. I just thought about having sex with you. I'm like, okay. He's like, well, don't you think anything about it? I'm like, who doesn't? I'm a fucking girl. Like everybody wants to have sex with me, not because they want to have sex with me, but because they have a fucking penis and they're always looking for a place to put it. Do you need a sock? Go fuck a sock. Yeah. Did you say that? Yes. I (laughs) said all of this. Good. Because at this point i had reached my limit. I'm like, that's it. Like, and then I was like, you know what? You acted earlier. He acted like I was single because like nobody wanted to be with me. I'm like, you you don't understand. This is a choice I fucking made Sure. because I can't stand people. And now (laughs) you think that you've offered sex to me as if it wasn't on the table the moment you got here because you have a dick. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to have sex. I'm not kidding when I say that I'm hate sexual. You know, I'm not asexual. I'm fucking hate sexual. And like, I went down about like everything that I hate about men, how. Um. So he's like, this is after he tried to like use everything that i told him in a moment of vulnerability to flip it on me and be like there's something about you you're damaged because i don't want to have sex with him right so that's when i was like what the and then he's like you you know talk about like how you were on an upswing and like how everything was great and you're getting older and let da 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 and it's like yes it is something that i think about that i am aging and getting older and like all this but like why would he use this to like psychologically like attempt to damage me Mm -hmm. um and then i was like you know what? You've never been significant. You never will be significant. You live what? in West Virginia. I, I, said I hope this to you him.
3: fucking kicked him out that moment.
2: No, I said this to him. I was like, you live in West Virginia. Your life isn't significant. Your ex-wife. Isn't oh, you significant. Said, that yeah, said that to him. I was reverse. significant. Now right. I'm not significant. And I'm like, and the thing that you're talking about is nothing to do with a fucking man breaking my heart. It happened after my dad died. Yeah. Like that's when I got depressed and everything changed. And then right. like got really fucking dark. And then, um, he's like he goes into the living room for some reason and then he comes back out and he's like i'm sorry uh i realized i brought up that thing about with your dad and then i was like uh yeah okay and then he's like aren't you gonna say anything i'm like what what do you like do you have an an answer that you expect from me because he wanted me to be like apology accepted and then like the next day he um he uh he like went to his friend's house and uh, then he texted me. I thought he left. Like I thought he had the good sense yeah. to like leave but he didn't. He tried to come back and I was like asking Frank like do I let him in? He's like no. No. no don't let him in because I'm like too nice to yeah. these people. Yeah. Uh, and then I put his jacket with his keys and his beard oil uh, <laughs> on, the, on the door to my apartment when I knew that he was close so that he could get it and yeah. I never had to see him again. Good. Yeah so that was my Valentine's Day and it just further confirms that I'm single for a reason. Oh,
3: man. Hey. Thank you.
2: Where can we find you, Tom? Denny? Yeah, we're uh, usually right
3: you. in this room right here. Yeah. Um, at Radio Free Brooklyn. Uh, uh, Twitter, at Radio Free BK. Um, Facebook, Radio Free BK.
2: <laughs> Pretty much just any.